You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 568 for Monday, October 5th, 2015. Tonight, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, I am not wearing pants.com and motoring. <laughs> so close. So close, man. Yes, you stepped on the pants. You're listening to the world famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 568 for Monday, October 5th, 2015. Tonight, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, I am not wearing pants.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. That's OutMotoring.com. Hey everybody, it's Stevie in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio. We are here talking about Mini Cooper stuff for you on a Monday night, like we like to do. Yeah, we tried to get all of the Apple talk out of our system in pre-show. We, we did all that pre, we did all that pre-show because we know it annoys you guys, but honestly, the new iPhone rules. Okay, now it's out of my system. DB Alex, thinks that, but Alex and I are both like, we're kind of meh about our new iPhones. iPhone's so awesome. I got the 6S Plus. It's so awesome. But see, you went from a 5S to a 6, and Alex and I Yeah, that's why. That's why also, yes. 5S to a 6S, and I wanted the Plus because that's what I wanted, and it's awesome. All right. Oh, good. We, this is the show right now? Yeah, yes, this yeah. is the show yeah, right now. Sorry. Because, <laughs> joining, joining us tonight, as always, is my good friend Todd Pearson, MotoringStripes.com. Todd, say hi. Hello. Of course, the good reverend, uh, head mechanic, Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Hello, everybody. Chad's actually practicing this weekend. And, of course, Alex is with us. Okay, guys, I'm back uh, back from New York and in uh, good old Boston. Excellent. So apparently Waze finally came around and uh, got you home. <laughs> oh, my God. I had a chance to listen to that show. Like, you guys were totally wrong on Waze. <laughs> no, I have no idea how many times it saved, my, it saved my butt. Alex, I am not kidding. That application is still downloading on my phone. And he's got a new phone. He carried over from his back. <laughs> it did. That's, thing, that's one thing you should do with your iPhone. When you get a new one, it's not restore from your previous backup you just need to previous backup because um, otherwise you lose all your health data yeah it's it's I, fine we're all in we are all have a she health so it doesn't matter passwords again that's a pain in the ass restoring from an encrypted backup is way better yeah. mm, i agree nope I'm talking about apple stuff tonight we're talking about mini cooper stuff for you on a monday night because that's what we like to do and actually we're, we were talking about weather pre-show, and I thought I got a little nostalgic, a little tear welled up because we were talking about weather, and you guys missed it. Sorry. Yeah. But for the record, it's 95 degrees recording right now on um, the 1st, October 1st. 95 degrees in Phoenix, Arizona and at 7.30 at night. In both Detroit and Kansas City. What is it in Celsius, 95 degrees? Like, you know, we have some <laughs> European audience on, the, on this show. Yeah, we have the, the illegal aliens on the show. Hold on a second, please. Todd, please continue. Um, I was going to say, for Detroit and Kansas City, it is niptacularly chilly uh, in the 50s, the low 50s. Uh, oh, 35, yeah. 35C, Alex. Thank you. Oof, oh, that's that's hot. pretty good. That's hot. Dude, that's it's very dark. hot. It's dark, and it's been dark for an hour, and it's still, 90, it's still 35. It's a little toasty. And then I it's, hope it's not going to be too cold when we have the uh, NASCAR uh, event in two weeks uh, done. It, it might be. It might be snowing. Oh, uh, no. We, we might have snow, but like the earliest snow I remember is October 15th, and the NASCAR race we're going to is like the 17th. There you go. So. You could get snow, Alex. You could watch a NASCAR race in the snow. <laughs> but, it, but it's all good. That NASCAR race, it'll heat it all up. It'll melt. It'll yep. be great. And Alex, you still have to have a sleeveless shirt. Wouldn't that be awesome if they had to put snow tires on the, on the race? <laughs> 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 I think my... Uh, uh, 
what do you guys call it? Like the mullet hat? It's yeah. going to keep me warm. Yes. yes. You need a mullet hat and you need a, and you need a muscle shirt or a wife beater. One or the other. <laughs> what is a wife beater? I have no idea what this is. The, is the white... Um, tank top. Uh, white tank top. Tank top. The undershirt tank top. Just look it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it's an undershirt tank top. So you either need one of those or you need to have a muscle shirt. Okay, okay. And uh, the mullet hat for sure. And I think Chad also recommended the uh, the beer cozy. So that's a beer cozy on either side of your head with a straw that goes into both beer cans and then comes down so you can drink out of two cans at once. Yeah, on definitely. <laughs> you got to have that. Good stuff. And a giant American flag. I have the flag already. <laughs> that 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 would be great. Him at the uh, you know waving around the flag, you know, and waiting sl- in line, slurring America is great with the wait, French accent. Waiting in line, mostly drunk from bad beer, buying Ricky Bobby stuff at the at the the little gift store. <laughs> <laughs> and I told John Paul shake that we, and bake that we had uh, we convinced Alex that it will expedite his um, citizenship if he goes mm-hmm. to a NASCAR race. And Paulson's like, no, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Paulson is like so anti uh so serious. So serious, yeah. Paulson, I'm gonna take care of you when uh when I get back to when I get to a NASCAR race. Oh yeah, you're gonna take uh, care of By the way, Chad, I can say America is great without a French accent. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you throw the throw the American accent in. Let's uh, America's great. <laughs> that was me. That was just me doing this. That was yeah. come on. All right, I can I can do it. I'm gonna laugh out. Nice. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it in the outro. There you so, go. That's, that's right. enough. Of that tonight we are talking about news from MotoringFile.com. Uh, we've got some other things that Todd's gonna school us on the electric seats. Apparently, uh, I've got some mile per gallon updates with Bruce. Alex was wrong. Alex was wrong about something. That's gonna be pretty cool. And we've got some mash out questions. So pretty strong show for you guys tonight. Stick around, won't you? We're going to do all that here in a minute. Let's start off with uh, one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. Uh, let's start off with uh, OutMotoring. OutMotoring.com. You guys know these guys. They're the, uh, they're the Mini Cooper Parts Superstore. If it's Mini Cooper related, they have it. You need it. You should go over there at OutMotoring.com. Um, and I've mentioned this before about these guys, and you guys know this, that they have everything. Hang on a second. Crap. <laughs> They used to. There it is. So, yeah, they've got everything for your Mini. So uh, if you get the email newsletter, which you should get, because when you do, you get 5% off your order, you'll find out all the good stuff. In fact, you can. Uh, there's an Outmoring Club sponsor kit if you're a Mini Club. I told you guys about that before. Aaron likes to support the local Mini community. There's a, there's a club sponsor kit that you can order, and I'm pretty sure it's free of charge. And if you ask him, nice, so kick down like gift certificates and stuff too. He's super duper awesome for clubs. If you're a club officer and you need something you know, for our next run, hit up outmotoring.com. If you're not a club officer, then just go over there and just look around the look around the store. It doesn't matter what mini you have. You can have first gen 2002 R50 all the way up to the latest R56 or F- F56 or F55. There is stuff for you. Car care products, uh, go fast bits, look cool bits, you know, all stuff for the interior car, exterior components, um, tools, all the DIY stuff that you need for your oil changes and tune-ups and all that, performance parts, uh, suspension, um, stuff to make your car go faster, not to mention all the things for your person, the hats, the watches, the shirts, the shoes, all of it mini stuff, all of it OEM, like what you get from the, it's the same stuff that you get from the parts desk, but you get it from outmotoring.com, which is better because then you're supporting the community. Go on over there, outmotoring.com. Don't forget to sign up for the email newsletter. It gives you a 5% discount coupon, like I mentioned. Super duper awesome. You want one of those. And that's available also over at outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and 
Remus Clubman R55S exhaust. Oh, yeah. That's yes. outbreaking.com. That's, that that's a nice exhaust, nice. too, by the way. Yeah, Remus is really nice exhaust. That's what Gabe had on his first one. He had that Remus, that kooky Remus Co- Cooper exhaust. Hey, speaking of Remus, somebody told me last week, I have not been able to verify this, oh. that they are making an exhaust that does the same thing that the JCW exhaust does with the Bluetooth really? flap controller for the F56. Really? And, and Chad, you need to like find out who is the Remus dealer. Like Who's, who's selling those in the U.S.? Because you could sell the crap out of those, I think. Yeah, probably because Remus makes a nice exhaust. In fact, if you've got a Clubman like for reals and you want you're looking for an exhaust, go over to Al Motoring. That Remus exhaust, it's super nice. It's a grand, but man, that's a nice, nice piece. And if you've got an F fifty six and you're just go go look at the and try and find the Remus new exhaust for an F fifty six because it uh, does the same thing as JCW and I think it's a little bit cheaper. Not saying it's going to be as good. I mean, I'm I'm not vouching for it. I'm just saying it's an option. Hmm. You know, if you had that Remus exhaust and uh, the Craven intake for an F56. We all swear by the JCW exhaust, though. That would be pretty rad. Anyway, Maestro, if you please. There it is. Boom. <laughs> Let's start with the thing that everybody's liking to talk about, and that is diesel. Or as, yes. they, as they say elsewhere in the United States, diesel. There's a Z in diesel, apparently. Diesel. Got to say the diesel. Um, so BMW and Mini, obviously, they're they're saying, hey, 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 whoa, 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 that's not us. They actually went so far. AutoBuild posted something that said that BMW, some X3s were also on the cheat trick where they were cheating the, the system. And BMW is all, hey, we don't know where they got that information. That's completely false. And they've sent cars to independent test facilities and the whole bit. And they're just like going, yep, this is all legit. So Yeah, because the same people who found the, the Volkswagen problem tested uh, the BMW diesels in the U.S. and found no problems with them. And they were surprised because basically that's how they started down the rabbit trail of going, well, if Volkswagen does this, does everybody else who sells diesels, have they done the same thing? Are they yeah, sharing secrets? Yeah. And it turns right. out, no. Like, you can trust BMW and uh, not Volkswagen. So Apparently. That's, I mean, uh, you I, know, I keep on following, like, the news of... Uh, of the Volkswagen thing, and, um, and and you see country after country that are stopping sales of, of the TDI and and recalls after recalls, and uh, and <clears throat> I don't know if you remember, guys, but last week we were talking about an eighty billion dollar number uh, for the U.S. in terms of I think was just fine, was not accounting for any class action lawsuit, and right. if you try to extend that number to other countries and add on top of that the fact that they're not, you know, some countries are just stopping sales of TDI and uh, TDI uh, Volkswagens. This is really, really, I mean, this is really bad. This is really catastrophic at this point. Sure. You guys are probably just going, well, yeah, but that's, I mean, we don't care. You know what? Here in the United States, we don't because Volkswagen sells, it's like, it's like 8% of their diesel. No, no. Diesel, diesel is for Volkswagen are between 20 and 30%. Was it? I thought it was a really, because on the, I know in Europe, it was like, 70 or 80 percent in the u.s it, it depends on the region but uh for a global uh, u.s market i believe it is somewhere between 20 and 30 and it may be in the low 20s it may be like 20 to 25 percent but it's a substantial percentage i mean 20 percent is a, a lot huge, it's a huger percentage in europe because yeah. diesel produces uh, fewer co2s Correct. than a petrol motor yes so and europe hates co2 so anything they can do to put to produce less co2 is better including running diesel which has particulate matter instead, which everybody in the United States doesn't like because it causes asthma or cancer in rats or something. Well, and it seems like Germany's really pissed because yeah. someone, an article I read last week said that uh, uh, the German counselor, whoever handles theirs, is like the equivalent of EPA, 
was like, uh, no, you need to tell us how you're going to fix this, and you're going to need to tell us how you're going to fix it within the next 10 days. Wow. And, yeah. uh, and, and that's it. So um, Because they said they would ban the use of those cars, and that brings up the question. They were like, well, does that mean that all these people who bought cars legally, they can't drive them anymore? Like, yeah. what's that going to do to the consumer? Right. I don't know. Are they gonna, are they just going to automatically not pass smog emissions or their safety checkup in Europe? Yeah. I don't know. So I think it's a bigger So deal. we don't have yeah, so I can talk to to friends maybe. So we have a we have we used to have a I don't want to get this wrong, right? So we used to have a yearly check uh but it wasn't as a it wasn't as detailed as uh, the one we have here in the US at least for Massachusetts. Uh, on a yearly basis, and so that that yearly check transform into uh, transform into like uh, every three or every four year check. So even though those cars, uh, you know, are not supposed to, I mean, I don't even know if that's suppo- if they're not. I don't even know if those cars should be prevented to ride on the road because uh, it's not like we have, you know, em- I mean, we have obviously emission restrictions like there is in California. But it's not like it, you can't ride if your car like is above those res, those kind of restrictions. It's more it's more like guidance from from what I remember. I I, I might be wrong, and and I'm sure someone uh, well, someone in our audience will let us know. You know, and so all those cars could still be riding you know free until they are recalled. But in the U.S. in California, for instance, like I like I don't know what's going to be the situation. It's going to be taken off the road. Yeah, they might take. I wouldn't be surprised if California makes Volkswagen drivers take their cars off the road. That yeah. would not surprise me even a little bit because California is just that, whatever. And then yeah, but it's the, like even worse for California where you need to really need to have a car to go pretty much anywhere. Right, right. and then you're talking about big class action lawsuits. So, but what was it, Alex, yeah. in France that they just banned um, cars in central Paris on Sundays now? Like yeah, with, so uh, with the exception so yeah, of buses and taxi cabs and ambulances and police cars and something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the uh, so the just to, to give you guys a little bit of background, so the, um, the, um, the 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 mayor of Paris, like for the past I think twelve years, and now for this new term, to, new term, like has been on the on the left on the left wing, right? And so when they come to when they come to office, it's usually a coalition between left wing people and also uh, people from the you know uh, ecology, like green green initiative people, right? And so you know they do a lot of terrible things, you know, from my point of view. But one good thing is that they really want to try to decrease uh, smog in, in, in Paris, right? And so uh, uh, the first, uh, one of the first initiatives was to make, you know, alternate, uh, circula- uh, alternate traffic uh, on some, some, you know, a couple of times during the year. Now they want to prevent uh, diesel car uh, being a certain number of years old to just ride, uh, drive in the capital. And now there's this new thing you just mentioned, uh, you just mentioned Todd, but, uh, but yeah. And, but on some other initiative, like they're trying to do, uh, bike lanes and stuff. It's so, it's kind of everywhere. It's kind of stupid because you have more traffic and obviously more smog. So it's like, you know, yeah. trying to balance their mistakes there. Well, it's interesting that they ban cars in central Paris on Sunday. It's like, okay, it's, you can't drive in central Paris on Sunday anymore in a car. Crazy. So <laughs> I guess it would cut down on, you know, well, you're cutting. Yeah. So let's let's um, move on to some mini news, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, and this time it's the uh, side impact recall, which uh, the question of the day is, did it happen fast enough? Well, and I think that's what, um, who was it? The yeah, National Highway Transportation Safety Administration. Yeah, NHTSA. 
said was like we're think they think that BMW kind of you know dragged their feet on this. Well, I think it's it's weird because I really think BMW is going to stand up to it and say, listen, you guys change the rules when you change the way these recalls happen. Right. That the as soon as you know that a recall is going to come down, they send the letters out before there's even a solution on what to fix it. Well. Mm-hmm. Now the Highway Transportation Safety Administration is saying, no, you guys knew how to fix this to begin with. All it is is they're putting this piece of foam, like you pull out the side, uh, the passenger side, and <laughs> they put this, like, square of foam. And I want to say it's, like... Goes, like inside of the door, right? Six or eight. No, it's in the back seat. Um, oh, back seat, okay. So it's, like, six or eight-inch cube. It's not really totally square. But anyway, it's just, like, a big chunk of foam that goes in there, and that's all it is i've seen this happen many times there's a couple cars a day in there getting this done um and it is available it's something that's going on now but i think they're yelling and they're going hey you guys kind of made this happen a little too slowly because people got the notices in july and they're just now getting it done and i would say on one hand yes but on the other hand i think it's the you know national transportation administration that they're kind of the way they handle things it's like, why are they sending out notifications? And it's all about liability is what it is. Right. Because we've got a car here that has been recalled that still has not been fixed. It is scheduled to be fixed in a couple of weeks, you know, when we have the time to take it in. But we never have passengers in the back seat, so I don't really give a crap um, whether, you know, the side impact for the rear is slightly worse than normal because there's never anyone back there. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. I think it's all big red herring. Yeah, it sounds to me like um like the like the NHTSA were being a little um what's the word I'm looking for? <clears throat> Hard on the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> sure, let's go with that. <laughs> it's like this is something they tested the cars back in twenty fourteen and they said, Well, this could be better and that's as far as they went, expecting BMW just to kind of say, Oh, well then we'll fix it. Yeah. That's what this press release is reading like. It and I guess it kind of is if you really look at it from that standpoint because they knew what they could do to fix it, you know, in the very beginning to to make it pass and they didn't do it. Right. So I think that's why they're like, "Whoa, wait a minute! What are you guys? What's your problem with this?" Right. I mean, if if it's something that should have been fixed, why pussyfoot around and say, "Hey, fellows, this isn't right. Fix it." Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just me thinking out loud, but I don't. Also, I don't work for the government. Nor do I work for BMW because I work much faster than both of those entities combined. But still, I don't know. It seems a little ridiculous. When you guys get called for that, just go over to a dealer. They'll hook you up. Yeah, easy, just easy. make the appointment. The The repairs are available now. If you've gotten a recall letter, call, get it done. Better safe than sorry. Right. Um, did anybody see the new Tesla rollout this week? I okay. did. Yeah, I did. I did. The, I the, did. Uh, the press <laughs> conference was a complete cluster, and Elon Musk has no business speaking in public. No. I anyway. love the guy. I respect no. the guy. He has no business speaking in public. He is no Steve Jobs. No. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's it's funny because he's like, uh, he's like a kid that's giggling because he has like a new toy he wants to show everybody, right? But it's not as tight as Steve Jobs because... Also, there is like an army of fanboys attending those, uh, those, right. those press events. Right. And it's so funny. Like he could say like, you know, stupid crap and everybody would be cheering and stuff. But I have yeah. to say, like it's it's still like it's I don't think there is at this point really in the industry. Mm, this is the, the I think the most exciting announcement from a car brand 
Like they could in announce years. anything Tesla tomorrow, and it would be amaz- an amazing presentation, just want- because there's so much excitement about around the brand. Right. I want them to announce the forty thousand dollar electric car. That's coming next year. I know. I can't be. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen, bro. So Gabe went through and he posted the ultimate, the ultimate, the definitive, the epic 2016 Mini Clubman Buyer's Guide. So we've talked about the Clubman enough, but just go through here. He's actually, somebody posted, made some charts. Alex, who made those charts? Where did those come from? Uh, those are from Mini. I do not know. Those came from Mini. So these are really interesting charts that show the, the length of a VW Golf compared to the first-gen Clubman compared to a Mazda 3 five-door which is 7.2 inches longer than a Clubman, um, compared to a VW Golf Sport Wagon, which is 11.3 inches longer than a Clubman, uh, compared to the BMW 328i Touring Wagon, which is 13.9 inches longer than a Clubman. This is really interesting so stuff. The takeaway from this, uh, what I say now, big, it is. is that everybody who's complaining that the new Clubman, the fact that it's going to be bigger and wider than the Countryman, well, well it it's is. 0.3 inches wider that point three. It's a quarter of an inch wider than the country. Point five inches. Point five inches. Okay. The yeah. fact that you look at any of these people, I want to ask them the question: Do you think the GTI is too big? And everybody's going to go, "No, it's a small car, right?" Mm-hmm. It's only yeah. three quarters of an inch smaller than the Clubman. Shorter, yeah. Three quarters of an inch. Oh, point eight. Okay, I'm yeah. ra- I'm rounding. It's it's rough. A VW Golf is the same size length as a mini cooper clubman f55 and i'm like these guys these are the same people i'm just gonna make a really bad joke here that they're complaining that three quarters of an inch is a lot Uh, you know (laughs) that just says something about your manhood i think (laughs) (laughs) i'm putting it out there right now if you're gonna complain that the mini clubman is too big then you're too small Anyway, we've talked about the Clubman enough here. In the last couple of weeks. Go back over to Motoring File. You can read all. Uh, you can read up the uh, Gabe's uh, definitive with the team mini Clubman buyer's guide. With the exception of, I'm going to segue into the next comment here about. <clears throat> we talked last week how absurd it was that they want $1,250 for the electric seats. Yes. Well, so we were talking about this around the BMW dealer, and the BMW guys were like, "Wait, BMW only charges $995 for electric seats." What? In the handful of cars, and then Alex was like, what BMWs don't come with them autom- you know, standard? There's a handful of entry-level BMWs, the 320, for example. Um, I think the low-end X1 and one of the 2 Series. All of those cars, if you go to build them at BMWUSA.com, the option for electric seats is only $995. Wow. Okay? So that's $255 less than it is in the Clubman. And so that alone makes me go, this is absurd pricing for this yeah. option. It is absurd. Yeah, you're right. So, so you guys, you know we, we love Mini USA like a lot, but uh, I'm going to have to go, uh, go ahead and defend the, uh, the consumer here. Everybody, go on Mini USA's fa- Facebook page and ask them the question, why is it so much more expensive than it is on a BMW? Yeah, honestly. Flat out. I mean, people have to ask a question. It's a, it's a fair. It's a, I think it's a fair question to ask, and and they should be able to answer this question. Because yeah. a BMW is a is like a ten thousand dollar more expensive car, and yeah. it's got a less expensive option. The same option basically, and you know the technology is probably identical. You know they're the exact same thing to BMW. I mean, the same nine way seats or seven way seats or whatever they're calling them. Same controller, same little motor that moves it up and down the track. The whole bit's got to be exactly the same. To me, it feels like a screw job. 
totally feels like a screamer. Yeah, yeah. And that's why the BMW guys were making fun of of Mini because <laughs> of that. Because they're like, hey, come buy a BMW. Our options will, uh, go buy a 320. They're only <laughs> that, could be, that could be the slogan of, a, of an advertising campaign, honestly. <laughs> so, so, Jimmy, Jimmy, I have a, one last question. I mean, this is a question I already asked last week because I, I, I listened to the show again from last week. And, uh, and, you, and I asked the question, like, would you guys buy this car? Uh, now and, and and you really didn't resp- I mean nobody re- really responded because you said well you know we we haven't driven it and everything and so there's been a couple of reviews out for the past couple of weeks um, uh, in regards to the to the car itself and uh, and so most of those reviews are kind of frustrating because they they talk a lot about you know what the car looks like what is it inside which you know when you read those reviews it's pretty much the same as the F56 and the F55 and so I always skip until the the section when they talk about handling and how it rides. And it's, you know, most of the reviews says it's pretty much the same. Top Gear said it's a little bit sluggish compared to the F56. So given all this, would you guys still buy the Clubman or would you go for the for the, uh, for the the R-Top? No, I'd still, if I could afford it, I would still go with Clubman. And I would too because of the versatility of it for hauling capacity, <laughs> comfort for additional passengers. Yep. I think it's a more all-around uh, better use of money. I mean, but see, I'm a bad person to ask because I'm going to keep the GP. I've got the fast, fun car that's got the most visceral feeling, you know, of any... Yeah, so if you didn't have the GP then? If I didn't have the GP, uh, I'd probably still do it just because it's a smart, you know, kind of the smart way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd I'd go buy another JCW, so... (laughs) And Chad? Yes. Um... You know, I, I probably would just go re- with a regular Cooper S myself. Okay, I'm on. The, I'm still on the fence, but I'd, I'd probably go. I'd rock the club. I'd rock the club just because I like it. I've always been a fan of the wagon, and to me, it's as close as Minnie's going to get to a wagon. So, no, I mean, I, I do always like wagons, but I, I think the the hardtop fits my my myself better. Yes, I think that's a good answer. I think it's a good answer as well. Let's move on. We're going to skip Gabe's review of the 2016 Countryman because that's just ridiculous that he's reviewing a 2016 Countryman. We, it's like, uh, I know when I saw that, I'm like, wait, am I reading this right? What's going why not on? Just, why not here? I'll tell you what. Let me send Gabe my car and he can review my 2008 <laughs> R56 for motoring file instead. Oh my gosh. Gin almost came out of my nose. That's almost the same thing, right? No, it's not almost the same thing. I mean, it's still. It's a dinosaur. Why is he reviewing? Wow. Well, car doesn't have. DB, it's new. It's all. brand new. It's 2016. It's the brand new Countryman in Dude, your dealers that- now. Bring in your wife. We'll dick her. Come on. Dinosaur, man. Come on. Look at the inside of that car compared to the F56. Come on. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Look at the mechanicals compared to the F56. Come on. It's a dinosaur. You might as well. This is a car that's – this car has no reason to be on the dealer's lot right now. They should have gotten rid of it as soon as they released the Clement. We've been beating that drum for weeks. Stop, and we're not going to sell Countryman for a couple months and wait for the new one to come out. We've been beating this drum for weeks. So I was saying that do you guys do you guys think like the the gap between the the first R generation and the R fifty six was so was so wide, uh, it's, it's, especially when it comes to the interior, not really the exterior of the car, as it is between the the you know the R sixty R fifty six generation and the F generation. <sighs> mm. I don't, that's a good question. I'm trying to think back to 2007 when the transition happened because we still had, let's say, the convertible was still sold for another year. So it was kind of a similar problem. But I don't think it was as big a gap. I don't think there was as big a technology gap no. and change of the car. No, R5350 to the R56, it would, 
it was minor. It was just like a few changes here and there. The body style changed a little bit, but otherwise it was almost the same car. Mm-hmm. It's different mechanicals, obviously, but otherwise it was the same car. Yeah, the toggles and the and the dash was a little bit different, and people complained about they didn't like that. Yeah, but then there's it, no clock in the sun or in the head, but they removed that in like two thousand. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like I don't think there was as big a leap of. Uh, technology and quality and all of that that there is now between having an uh, F56 in the showroom <laughs> and a Countryman in the showroom that to me is huge. Yeah, not like going, yeah. not like going from an R. It's a completely different car. Yep. Yeah, because honestly, like if you if you if you look at the exterior of the car, like it's not. I think it's the the Countryman is aging pretty well, actually, in my opinion. I think it looks better and better uh, as the years move on. But the the interior is, you know, I mean, so far away from what we have now. Uh, that's what's making, in my opinion, the big difference at this car. And uh, you know, it's this car making this car look so old compared to the rest of the lineup. I'm telling you, we're going to see sales numbers. Uh, these things are going to start dropping off over the next six months. We've got a full another year, if not more, more yeah. than a year, because uh, the new Countryman isn't supposed to be out till 2017 model year. So, that's a long time. <laughs> that's a long time, man. This is going to get worse, and it's going to get worse, and it's going to get worse. But you know, and I think it's funny that they gave Gabe a, a, a press car, that they actually have a 2016 Countryman floating around as a press car. That doesn't make any sense. Right. That's what you said at the very beginning. You're like, I'm sorry. Why don't you just review my car? <laughs> I actually don't think it's a press car, honestly. Oh, really? You think it's yeah, like- because usually, because I think in New Jersey, you have to have a, a license plate in the front, and there is no license plate on this one. Okay. Oh, might not be. You're right. I mean, Alec, no. I like the Countryman. I think the Countryman's yeah, a good me too. car. But then you look at the inside, and you compare that with all the other cars that are on the lot, and it's just like, I don't know. It's it, it's a it's a it's like it's the R fifty six interior, but they're putting that against the F fifty six interior, and people are probably looking at that and going, "Oh, why do, this one doesn't have a screen built in? What you know? Because dealers don't spec screens in these cars, or mini connected, or any not even the good stereo. See, dealers don't think people want to buy that, so people are looking. Oh, I can get this car, and it has a screen. I'm going to get that one instead. And where I don't think that falls, like like you could draw the comparison and go, but they're still selling convertibles. They're still selling a handful of roadsters and coupes that are left out there also all mm-hmm. three cars which are now dead um but you have the same issue however the convertible and the roadster for example they both got a drop top so right. you overlook the fact that the technology is antique in compared by comparison mm-hmm. and so you don't look at it like you do the countryman and right now i think you look at the countryman you're like <laughs> what am i getting the only thing i'm getting in this car the only thing it has that the other one doesn't have is all-wheel drive that's it Otherwise, yeah. everything else is less than you're getting in a newer uh, four-door Mini. Correct. So. I don't know. Anyway. I, I, I would have one, but I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird that the, 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 this car is so much different than you the You could F- have one if you've got 50 bucks in a couple months. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, would be, this, this is the equivalent of a dealer, a Chevy dealer, selling a Sonic and a Corvette, and that's the only two models they sell. <laughs> No, a, a Corvette and like a five-year-old Sonic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's pretty well, bad. Although Sonic's actually got kind of a nice interior, so I saw one this weekend. I get to spend some time, but that's not what we're talking about. Hey, anyway. by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something about a Sonic. I was behind one the other day, and the car is so small; it is so narrow. The sure. person in front of me was clearly texting or looking at their phone, and so they were weaving back and forth, right? 
but the car is so small and so narrow. They never left their lane. They were weaving back and forth between the lane looking at their phone. But I'm like, this is genius. They never left their lane, either one. So I'm like, if you're going to text and drive, which never, never do that, get a Chevy Sonic because you won't leave the lane. There you go. This uh, is really sorry, Jimmy. Go ahead. That's okay. Let's go and finish up with this. <laughs> uh, September year on year sales up four point six percent. That's actually, I believe, is, is that just Mini USA only, or is that Mini USA and BMW USA total? No, mm, it's Mini USA only. Mini USA only up four point one percent. That's pretty strong. It's got to be the four door, man. I know four point one is USA, sorry, and four point six is Mini. There you go. That's not bad though. It's uh, so the hardtop is plus fifty percent. The hardtop two door, sorry, is fifty percent. The four door you can't compare because it wasn't out last year at the same time. And then everything else is down, especially they sold one Clement, which is pretty cool. Uh, was, we the, we got an email from the guy who bought it. There was actually a comment left. What? Yep. White Roof Radio, and the guy who bought the last Clubman, it was actually uh, the club door, not the club the, door, the, club van. the the club van. Yeah. A listener to the show actually bought the one Clubman in the month. One club. Well done. So. Yeah, he left a comment under Wolfcast 564, I do believe. Let me double check that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was Scott. He uh, is the one Clubman that sold in August was a 2013 club van, and he owns it. Well done, sir, with the chicken tax and everything. There <laughs> you go. Chicken holler tax. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so- they are still sitting your coupon roadsters? Like, I don't know. We've got four Cooper Roadsters on our lot now. Oh. Lot, yeah. Mm. Yeah, why not? I, if I had the money, I'd get a, I'd get a Roadster. They're like $4,000 off, too. Oh, Whoa. I'm not kidding. J, like a, JC, a JCW Roadster, though, would just be like the awesome car to own. Yeah. You're not going to find one of those. not going to find one of those, but, I mean, that was the epitome of, like, an awesome weekend car, JCW Roadster. Or Daily Driver, as Gabe's, what Gabe found out, he used his Daily Driver for an entire year. It was fun. It, you know why Gabe loved it? Because it was a <laughs> magnet. Well, true. And a pup, <laughs> like five nights a week, right? <laughs> oh, we digress. No, no comment. <laughs> we always digress. <laughs> so endeth news from motoringfile.com. dot com. Holy Toledo! I got to remember where did he put all the edits in the show this week? Yeah, you should never. <laughs> listen. You'll get a text from DB next week. Be like, dude, you left my rant in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? To yes. one of the fine sponsors here underneath the right roof, and that, uh, my good friends, is our good friends over at Cravenspeed. Cravenspeed.com. I want to know who went to their October Tune Up Fest thing a couple weekends ago. I want you to post about it over at the White Roof Radio Facebook page. Tell us how it went. Tell us what you had done that was Craven related. That would be super awesome. I want to hear all about it because I wasn't able to go. Craven Speed, of course, you guys know them. We talk about them every week because they're awesome. They make the really cool things for your mini made out of carbon fiber and lasers. Right, it's all custom made, custom crafted. For reals, I, I say ridiculous things like you know unobtainium, unobtainium, and lasers. But the stuff that they make is truly amazing. They do use computers in the design of their stuff. They make it out of like aluminum billet. It's like one it was one piece of aluminum, and now it's this awesome gear shift knob. You know, this is the kind of things that Craven Speed makes super awesome. That and the F56 intake, of course. My favorite thing, the FlexPod adapter, holds my iPhone 6s Plus like a dream. 
super awesome. And then if you're rocking a first gen or second gen mini, you need to have their dipstick because you can read it and it doesn't break when you take it in and take it out. And that, of course, all those things available over at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com. You know, what's also cool is if you're looking for CravenSpeed parts and you want to support somebody else and CravenSpeed at the same time, you go to like somebody like a chat over at Detroit Tuned or you go over to OutMotoring.com and you buy CravenSpeed parts from them and then you're killing two birds with one stone. Pow! They just updated the uh, the dipstick too. They're over there at uh, Craven Speed. They they've got little uh, holes instead of actually ribs, so it oh. uh, should work better now. It's holes for her pleasure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that even means. Honestly, <laughs> I was going to say more for his pleasure, but yeah. whatever whatever you're good with, dude, it's cool. Over there to CravenSpeed.com, and if you do place an order with CravenSpeed, you know what we like is when you do place that order. There's a comment field there. Uh, we do appreciate it if you could say thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, being our friends over at CravenSpeed. CravenSpeed.com, home of the electric mini because they built an electric mini. For reals, it's an R53 with an electric motor. It's pretty They bad. should have built a diesel mini at this rate. <laughs> diesel mini. They, they I couldn't figure I, out where to put their urea tank. You know who yeah. did? Or how to write the software so it would freeze. So. <laughs> back in, remember Just, back in 2008, Bosch did that? Yeah, they brought yeah. one out too. Where they? Where did we see that car? Uh, it was on Mini Takes Estates in 2008. Yeah, we stood behind it as the guy revved the motor and there's some... And interviewed. Said, We've got an interview with was, the Bosch It uh, was Burgundy. Uh, yeah, but the guy was wearing white pants, standing behind the exhaust as it ran, and some guy sat in the car, revving the motor, no black on the pants at all. This was the mm. cleanest running diesels I'd ever seen in my entire life. We were still trying to figure out why he had white pants on, though. So well, you didn't see the soot, man. So you can see the soot, dude. No, no dude, that was a white pants joke. Oh. <laughs> white pants, white pants. Everybody wear white pants. I don't know. I, I just don't know. I mean, it was before Labor Day, so it was all right. Right. <laughs> or something. Moving on. What else we got on the rundown? We have some Ask Chad questions. Should we do an Ask Chad question? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sean, our good man, Sean, he writes into Chad Miller. Chad Miller, Detroit Tune. He's our Ask Chad guru. Ask Chad at whiteroofradio.com. You send questions into that email address. We an- Chad answers them for you relatively free of charge. Our man, yep. Sean, uh, he writes in that uh, he missed meeting Chad at the Meets on the Mac over the summer. I mean, you didn't. I don't know how you could miss Chad. I mean, he was like one of the only guys there. <laughs> no, I was floating around, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, he's got a 2008 Clubman S with um, just at 98,000 miles. Well done, very well done. Uh, he bought it used without knowing much much about the minis. Took it for a test drive and he loved it. And now he's hooked. So um, he got it back in 2013, and so far he's had to replace the clutch and flywheel. Plugs, high-pressure fuel pump, turbo oil line. Ah, Detroit tuned. Awesome customer service, by the way. Nice. Uh, and intake valves were walnut blasted. Um, he's got a chrome hood scoop, and it is warped and cracking. Uh, before getting a new one, he wants to know what the best route to cut down on the heat from the turbo. And then he's also got a good bit of oil consumption. He checks oil at every fill-up. Uh, puts in about a quart or less every every other fill-up. Um, and he says he says he's getting a little bit of smoke. So, Chad, what do you yeah, think? You know, unfortunately, the the smoke is probably going to be from the turbo. It's probably using a little bit of oil in all of that. Um, it could have been because of the uh, the turbo oil line actually uh, failing, and it it robbed the turbo a little bit of its uh, lubrication. 
and that has created a little bit of wear in the turbo, uh, um, which oh. is also where some of your oil is going. And when you're getting that uh, that little bit of white smoke, um, it's going to be one of two things. It's going to be the turbo or it's going to be the valve seals on your head. You're getting a little extra oil um, down the the exhaust valves and, and or intake valves. And they are getting into the combustion chamber and actually burning out. Or in the case of the Mini, nine times out of ten, it's a little bit of extra oil getting past the bearings inside the turbo. And it gets uh, burnt up right into the exhaust itself and goes, you know, goes out the tailpipe, which is the burning smoke you're, you're seeing coming out of that. Is there a good fix for that? Um, well, you're basically going to have to buy a new turbo at some point. Um, Saving for that now. Yeah, it's uh, not the cheapest thing in the world. And, and uh, you know, we have been working on some solutions. We have successfully rebuilt some turbos already uh, for customers. And they have uh, put them on their cars and they're using them and, and things along that lines. And, you know, you, you if you're buying a, a used uh, a rebuilt turbo from anybody, you definitely, definitely want to make sure that they're using quality parts, that it comes with a, a fairly good warranty after that, because more than likely you're going to check your oil a lot more. You're going to be a lot more cautious because you're like, wow, man, I just spent eight, 900 bucks on a turbo. I don't want this turbo to go out on me again. I really am going to check all of the all of the oils and and various lubricants that are in the in the car, so that I don't have this happen again. Um, you know, because we've seen some some rebuilt turbos from people that uh, they've bought, and they are actually bad yet again. And it's like at twenty thousand miles, this sh- this shouldn't be you know bad. So you definitely want to do your research and make sure you're buying a good unit. But um, that is going to probably be what he's going to need at some point is a new turbo. Now, with the hood scoop, the Mini actually makes a hood scoop heat shield. Um, They're actually pretty nicely priced. You'll be able to find them somewhere on the really low side of $19 to the high side of $28. Um, I know that uh, they're definitely on my site. They're uh, the $21.82 for that uh, lovely heat shield, and that will go up between the bonnet and the heat shield and would keep it from warping. They don't work. Uh, Well, the one made by Mini does. No, it doesn't. I I worked on a car today, in fact. I wish I had pictures of it to share, where the chrome uh, had a chrome scoop and it had a a heat shield. It had the Mini heat shield. When did they put it on, though? The heat. It's been on for about two years, uh, a little more. When when they put the scoop on, though? Because I know that Mini was... It, you know, you told us that Mini was putting that heat shield on with all of the chrome replacements, and they right. don't make a chrome heat shield or hood scoop anymore. Uh, this is for the R56. Right. Yeah, so um, this car was uh, that I worked on today. It, uh, it was a CPO'd car, but the, the chrome scoop has been on about two years. The turbo had created so much heat that this was warped beyond almost like it was coming out of the... The bonnet itself, um, it didn't fit. And so when I popped it open, I was kind of shocked to see that it actually had that. The reason I was working on this car is because it also had sports stripes on it that were, like, toasted like a marshmallow. Yeah. So much heat was coming from that. And so I had a chat with the lady, and she does a lot of highway driving. And I said, well, next time you do that, don't turn your car off immediately. Like, let it run. And I almost 
you know, suggested removing that black plastic piece out to let some of that heat out because yeah. that's what's happened is the heat is not dissipating. It's making that so hot. And I think just some turbos run hotter than others for some reason. I don't know whether it's oil flow, Chad. You can speak to that better than yeah. me. It's, it's always going to be oil flow cooling, you know, all of those things. I mean, I definitely always recommend everybody removing the the black plastic that's in the hood scoop so that you are getting as much air through there as you possibly can to cool it down. Yeah. Um, I still think that this hood scoop is good. Yeah, uh, I think the, the, you know, the, the, shield. the cheap yeah. you know, amount of money it is, it's definitely good. But you know, we've been telling people for years to they'll definitely let their cars idle down for, you know, 30 seconds to a minute, exactly whatever they what can, I told her. Yeah. can do to allow all of those temperatures to come down because the oil is going through the oil cooler, um, you know, which has got uh, coolant going through it, which is the fans are working, you know, everything is dropping by hundreds of, hundreds of degrees to make the turbo cooler as well as then the five minute uh, uh, turbo cooling pump for the coolant you know, stays on for another five minutes after your car is on. So um, those things are what's making the hood scoops warp. And it doesn't right. matter whether it's a chrome one or a body painted one or there. We're seeing it more and more and more. So and I'm also curious. Cheap, what, yeah, I'm also know, curious shield. what color car that people have, because I've seen it more in dark colored cars because they retain that heat more. This is just like an observation I've been making that they tend to warp the scoops a lot worse because they kind of uh, uh, absorb that heat. Yeah, I, I know I've color. seen it a lot in red, blue, and black cars for sure. And a lot of those uh, chrome scoops are, are definitely uh, not all that great. Um, they'd never last no. you know, super, super long. No. I can't say that I've ever seen like a silver or a white one off the top of my uh, head. Uh, we had one that was like just horrible, but I, I just don't even remember what color the car was. I mean, the hood scoop was so badly warped, just probably exactly what you're talking about. It didn't even look like it was part of the car anymore. Right, right. That's what this one was. So... Um, just you know, don't get I, the don't replace the chrome scoop. But yeah, you're you're not going to be able to because I believe that they've stopped production on all the chrome scoops uh, completely. So you will have to put on a uh, there's a uh, you know basically body color. You'd have to have it painted. You're going to basically buy a primered uh, hood scoop now so that uh, you can get either painted body color or if you're just like hey you know what a, a matte black or a gloss black one would just look fine on there. You could probably rattle can it at home type of thing, but uh, you know. I'm always pro make it uh, look really nice and glossy and, and keep it body color and, and, you know, fitting for the car. So send me a message. I have a stack of, of uh, R56 hood scoops in my collection here. Yeah. If, if you're looking for one, I'll make you a good deal. Just pay for the shipping, you know. Can I ask a stupid question about the hood scoop? Mm -hmm. What if you replaced it with a carbon fiber hood scoop? Would that still work? Yeah, uh, yeah. It doesn't warp. Here's what happens with the carbon fiber, the ones that Mini makes. I'm just curious. Is they're held on, and that's a great question, DB. They don't warp themselves. I mean, they can, mm. but what happens is <clears throat> because it's a carbon fiber and it's a formed piece, it has to have the clips that go down into the bonnet to make it pop in, and then it's got one hole where a screw screws into it mm. to hold it down, right? Well, all of those clips, the attachments for all of those clips are held on with epoxy. And what happens is the heat gets that epoxy and makes it fail, and then the carbon fiber scoop itself flies out of the car. So yeah. we need better epoxy is what you're saying. Well, high heat, I don't know what the, what the yeah. answer is there, but that's, what, that's how the carbon fiber ones fail is they yeah. just let loose of the car because the heat 
burns all of the the epoxy welds off and uh then they're done and those uh carbon fiber ones are not cheap at all i think it's a five six hundred bucks yeah and in the end they they don't use a uv protectant in a lot of that stuff so the the clear coat that's on the uh carbon fiber two will also start to check after a while and stuff like that too so again it's not the best made part in the world that you know you think it's like okay yeah it's carbon fiber but you know there's a lot of negative drawbacks on that too so like we need to get uh, craven to make one up out of out of aluminum out of a single piece of aluminum that's already yeah (laughs) just Just retain the heat and just bake the paint right off the car (laughs) anodized (laughs) aluminum baby that'd be hot just one a single piece unit that just kind of slaps in place snaps in one screw boom you're done craven speed could do it i'm telling you kellen get on that So that's that's what he's going to need to do. I mean, uh, I would definitely start uh, saving up a couple of dollars because at some point he's probably going to need a turbo. Yes. And, you know, the hood scoop overall is not that expensive. Um, so you'll have just a couple dollars in trying to make that work in the end. But, uh, you know, it's still definitely fun. get the heat shield, even though it doesn't work long term. It's going to help in it's going to yeah. help it make it last longer because what it is is that. The one that Mini makes, it's just a it's a heat sink, and so it kind of floats there, and it's held on with two little plastic screws. It's very easy to install, although the second generation of it, you kind of had to use some scissors and cut the metal to make it fit, yeah. but you can figure that out. Um, but it kind of is a heat sink, and so it's a separator, and then it gets hot, and air flows over it, and kind of helps dissipate that. So it's not completely ineffective. It's for $25. I highly recommend it. But it it may not solve the problem long term completely. Yeah, I mean, regardless of whether that heat shield is there or not, you still need to let the car idle down. Yes, and cool down because that's going to protect so many more things in the engine compartment, not just the hood scoop, not just the turbo, not just the oil line, um, the the whole overall wear and tear of the car. I mean. If you, if any of these people that have bought, like, oh, I bought this Mini used, I've had it for two years now, but it, you know, I'm the the second owner or the third owner or something like that, you know, open up your uh, your oil fill and just look in there. Does it look silver or does it look golden brown or does it look <laughs> caramel colored? You know, like that will tell you. Like if you're looking inside that valve cover and you you see that on your head, that's what all of your inside of your engine looks like. So. Um, you know, definitely do what you can to get rid of deposits. Do what you can to make sure that the oil is changed and full, and and cool down as much as you can before you you turn off the cars because there isn't a lot of room between the turbo and the hood, so that heat just stays in there and bakes everything around it, no matter what it is. Um, you know, a lot of plastics cannot you know handle that type of heat, so. And anybody who wonders about the F56 cars, they are still turbocharged. In fact, both the Cooper and the Cooper S have turbos, yep. but they're on the complete other side of the engine now. Yeah, they're actually going to be on the firewall side, yeah. and they're completely encased in uh, heat shields and you know all of these things. So you can almost not even really see them. I mean, they're 
they're hidden way back in there. So it only took them uh, seven years of manufacturing to figure that out. Yeah, I mean the good news is, is you know from what I've seen of the turbo oil lines on those cars, because obviously you know turbo needs to get lubricated. Um, it looks much, much, much better. I mean, it is a really a much better design. A much better looking turbo oil line because that was something that we've looked on early on. It's like, okay, do I need to design this piece right away for you know upcoming turbos and stuff? And uh, it definitely looks a lot better. There's no failed parts that are in there. So, but again, I I guarantee you that there's going to be somebody in the F56 world that will have a car at. 60,000 miles and be like, oh my God, I got to put a turbo on this thing. And then, you know, you can only get the special turbo from BMW or something. And it's going to be, you know, $9,000 to replace it. And you're like, oh God, I got, I got to swallow that pill. So, yep. Nice. Uh, I'm going to link up, I'm going to link up those parts that Chad mentioned over at Detroit Tune. I'm going to link those up in the show notes. So make sure you click back over to whiterefreighter.com to find those. And uh, as always, the, a good way to thank Chad for answering these questions for you, the fine and good looking White Radio audience, is to go over to DetroitTune.com, you know, buy yourself something nice, please. And of course, yeah. if you're within four hours of Chad's voice, you should be using him as your shop anyway. I just, think Chad needs to just sell a, a mini mullet hat. Yes, Chad needs to sell the mini mullet hat. <laughs> it's, you know, there's so many ideas I've had of things to do and, and so, you know things to make. Makes some spare tire bags. She finishes up. You get her to start stitching in some hair into Mini Cooper hats. Yeah, I'll, I'll text my mom right now and see. Be like, hey, mom, we want to start making Mini Cooper mullet hats and see what yes. she comes up with. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Halloween's right on the corner, dude. Get get her on it now. Yes. So it'll be a very unique Halloween costume. You could be mullet guy. Alex can dress up with us, the, the shirtless shirt <laughs> and the Mini Cooper mullet hat. I think I'd yes. like to see Alex at a NASCAR race with a with a, a sleeveless shirt. I mean, that would be... We're going to make it happen in two weeks. I'm going to freeze my ass off. Classic. <laughs> and like regular tennis shoes, sneakers or something. Not I your am... preppy shoes. Tan line. You know my preppy shoes? Okay. Preppy shoes. <laughs> Like a pair of sneakers or, you know, like some chucks or um, uh, maybe a pair of boots, like construction worker boots. I bought, I bought some New Balance. Does it work? New Balance work. There you go. Because you're a middle right. you're a middle-aged heavyweight white guy. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop wearing New Balance tennis shoes, Alex. Because What about Sa- Steve Jobs, man? No, Sa- no, because uh, Saturday Night Live made fun of me. Oh, I no. could be that guy. So I had to switch. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Uh I think that's about all we have time for tonight. Yes. Yeah, I think we're good. If you have a question for Chad, don't forget, you can send those over to us. Ask Chad at whiterefreighter.com. Um, we were talking pre-show and didn't get to it, but uh, I made some progress with the mile per gallon numbers uh, out of Bruce. I posted about that over at dbmini.us, so you guys can click over there, or you know, there'll be a link in the show notes. And Alex is going to tell us about what's uh, wrong with touchscreens and the LCI models next week. Anyway, thanks. That's a, we are done. Don't forget, uh, if you like what we do, spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your animals. Your uh, your children. Have your children tell their friends at school. You know, let, we let's go back to doing the cool trick. You go to the Apple Store and subscribe to uh, subscribe to White Radio on iTunes. Even though <laughs> it gets wiped off in like an hour, we don't care. Just subscribe anyway. <laughs> if you remember back in the day, you used to do that. You could walk in and you could yep. subscribe to White Radio on iTunes at the Apple Store, and it would be there for weeks. In fact, someone would usually take that computer home. 
and then they would automatically be subscribed while you're free to it. That happened to you. Well, thanks for sticking with us. Um, but yeah, make sure, you know, if you go to a club thing, make sure you say, hey, you guys heard about why you're afraid of this is a really cool thing. If you like what we do, of course, that's always awesome. If you haven't left a comment for us at iTunes for a while, now would be a really good time to do that. There's uh, links all over the place at whiterefreighter.com. Just click through. just takes a sec. Leave us a nice review. Lots of stars, lots of nice words. So that's all we ask. If you don't like us, well, then, you know, just send us an email instead. Feedback, whiterefreighter.com. We do like the bad criticism as well, but we like to keep that stuff hidden from prying eyes. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um, but otherwise, I'm done. Anybody else? Nope. Nope. Perfect. Good. The time of the show, gang, where I do like to make the funny, ki- the funny clicking sound, and then I say questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next week, this is Stevie. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. A bientot. It's supposed to be something with an American accent. Yeah, I, uh, I love America. <laughs> <laughs> in a week, but...